0: You're listening to Erica Latrice, on the air. Your one-stop shop for inspiration. Visit us online at www.terrypillatrice.com. Embody the movement, empower your life. Now, here is your hugs, Erica.
1: Hello and welcome to Eric Latrice on the air. I am Eric Latrice and this is your one-stop shop for inspiration. I have two exciting guests with me today. We're going to have some girl talk. We're talking trending topics. We're talking actionable steps to support you in your life and in your business. So I love when I have multiple guests because it's kind of like who's going to cut who off. This is like our version of the view. So we're going to get some good arguing going. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a lot of division and no. So this is actually um, where I want to start. I have Michelle and I have Ariel. And one of the things that we've been doing, ladies, is um, what I call the, well, I don't call it the doppelganger challenge. Oh. I guess someone else called it that. <laughs> and then <Yeah>. I'm just <laughs> doing it. So I first want to kick off uh, because our audience can participate in this. You can get a giveaway if you participate by posting your um your lookalike here, wherever you're listening to this. But Michelle or Ariel, do either of you, have you ever been mistaken for someone else? Do you have a celebrity lookalike or constantly like being compared to someone in the
0: spotlight? Um, I'm always being compared by people. Um, Whenever my fiance sees somebody with long dark hair and glasses, he just says, oh, look, there's your mini me. And it's like one (laughs) of the most irritating things in the world. I haven't seen a celebrity lookalike, but it would be pretty cool if I found one.
1: I'm going to say Zendaya is yours. Okay.
0: So now you guys have to connect
1: with Michelle so that you can let me know if you think she looks like Zendaya. That's what I'm giving to you.
2: So I've heard um, Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. Was it her name? Garcelle Bouvier? Yes. Um, And sometimes I've heard um, Rihanna meets uh, Nia Long. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's a thing, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yes, I had another Nia Long on <laughs> um, um, in a previous, so you guys know if you've been listening that another person, Annette, was compared to Nia Long. I had someone say that one time, and I'm like, I don't even look like Nia Long's distant cousin, but I guess I had, like it was a hat or something, I don't know. So yes, <laughs> so I actually wanted to jump in. I talk about the lookalikes just because it's fun, and it makes people go to your website, because now they have to figure out, and she does fancy, guys, <laughs> so Yes, if Jamie Foxx is listening, he's probably going to be checking out your site, too. All right, so let's jump in. I really, I want to start by, tell us the moment that you knew that you were meant to do what it is that you're doing right now, and then just go, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll start with you, Michelle.
0: Okay, so I've been doing the online gig for about maybe three months now. I'll be three months on March 6th. Um, I felt very very much inclined to do it after I was laid off by my employer back in December and I had to take a leap of faith with my last $50 Um, and I learned some stuff and I started applying it and within less than 30 days I started seeing results so I was like wait a minute I'm you know I'm getting somewhere now because previously for almost four years I was trying to do the whole online thing and i didn't get anywhere i spent thousands of dollars and just wasted time to get no results or anything and after having some um, tribulations last year and overcoming homelessness i knew that you know being laid off wasn't a big deal that i would be able to you know pick my stuff back up and get back where i was going
1: Yes. There's this whole concept too. like if you are approaching a goal and if you think, um, you know, if there's something that you are getting ready to tackle, if you can think of the worst case scenario prior to tackling that or if there's something that's overwhelmed, that's when you become unstoppable because you figure out, OK, worst case scenario, this happens. And that's what I'll, this is what I'll do. And then you just, you know, make sure that the worst case scenario um, doesn't come about. What about you, Ariel? I love the unique name um, to what you do. So can you tell us just a bit about you in that moment when you knew that you were meant to do what you were going to? Okay,
2: Um, brace yourselves for this, but it was during an annual review um, for my employers and they use something called GWC. Do you get it? Do you want it? Do you have the capacity to do it? And uh, the COO was like, yeah, you get it. You you know, you, you really have the capacity to do it, but I don't think you want this job. And inside of my mind, I was like, that's because I, don't wanna, I don't want to do COO work and not get paid. Then I was like, you know, you're absolutely right. And I found the calm. And, and I remember whispering to myself, it is okay to be tactfully disruptive. Like that's, that's who you are. And I just looked at him and I said, I didn't sign up to play modern day blackface. And I was so comfortable saying it because I knew that that's what was happening. I was like, first minority to be a part of that organization and I was constantly being pushed in an administrative role. But there, but it wasn't about being pushed into that administrative role as much as it was the unconscious bias that was at play, um, obstacles being put in my way, barriers to being able to do some of the things I mentioned I wanted to do. And, and I was like, this is not a unique experience. So I was like, okay, I'm cool. So as our tagline says, we're gonna boldly edit some workplace italics. So about three months later, they called me in the office, they're like, Hey, we'll pay you to look for a new job. So I was like, okay. So, and, and that's how I knew, like, really like full circle. Like, Well, if I was wrong, I would have been fired, but I wasn't wrong, but we don't want to say, not me, but the individuals involved. Hey, yeah, we, we might've messed up. We might've overlooked something. We, we might not have lent some of our reality to what you've been saying to us. So I was like, well, you know, I wanna teach other people how to do that. Um, it's com- I, like, I'm comfortable with it. Most people who know me know I, I will call a spade a spade. That's not a problem. But I think there's a way you, you can do that. And and I think I've had to learn that um, sometimes there's a lot that comes with having presence and, and being attractive and or having a certain background. So it, it's got to be more tactful for the person who's on the receiving end than it is for the person who's on the um, communicator in, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, so we're gonna like dig deeper into this. Um, Something that you both mentioned in your stories, uh, it's something that I feel like a lot of us have faced. I feel like, uh, (laughs) sounded like President Obama then. Uh, But yeah, so there are times where we face adversity, we end up with something that isn't ideal. And most people use those moments to shrink back, make excuses and just say, you know what? (laughs) I'm out, forget it. Both of you, I love that you both said, like Ariel, you said, yeah. And so then, you know, they paid me to look for another job, AKA you're fired, you know, Michelle. Yeah. And so then that homelessness thing happened and then, you know, lost my job. Yet both of you are sitting here on a platform ready to help other people. And that in and of itself is like, in my opinion, the epitome of resilience. Um, so I want to talk about that really quick. What are your thoughts uh, on when there are trials coming or obstacles or things that usually are telling you to quit? What would you say to that person that's right now there where you were in that moment, like on the brink of why am I even doing this? What um, tips would you have for them?
2: I would say, I think it depends on what it is in the moment. Um, So like tactile disruption was like an easy, flow for me because I was, I had already gotten the articles of organization. We had that conversation in March. I said my last day was July 1st. I took the money and I put it towards the business. And when I was officially done with them July 1st, I had received my first $3,000 check in the mail July 15th. So it was like the universe was like, Hey girl, we got you. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, So I think that if if the scenario actually propels you towards something and then the opportunities to grow and become grounded in that growth, because this growth is not comfortable, <laughs> but um, you got opportunities to grow and you really enjoy what you're doing and you're excited about that, keep going. But then I think there are other things where maybe it's an employment situation where perhaps um, you know there are obstacles, there are boundaries, there are, there are cutting remarks, there are things where it's like, the universe could possibly be trying to get your, your attention and say, you got to get out of this scenario. Um, and so sometimes I think it's as simple as you're like really relying on your spiritual foundation and, and asking universe to say, like at least I do every morning, hey, show me what I need to see. Tell me, tell me who's for me, tell me who's against me, show me what I need to know, um, you know, and provide me with counsel and things that I hadn't heard. And, and I move in that way. And so when something is not in alignment with what I'm trying to do, you know, I, I, I reach out and say, Spirit, I need your counsel. And if the Spirit's like, don't do it, I don't do it. And I've just learned to trust that.
1: You just said something there, too, the spiritual aspect, because, um, and I can't wait to hear from you, Michelle, because you just, you, you slid past homelessness like it was, you know, and I was offered a slice of cake and then I was homeless. But I think about that, too, because there was a season in my life where I remember losing so much, um, and I've gone through actually multiple seasons like that. But I will never forget like in those seasons, it's like every time God showed up and I remember one in particular where it was like everything that was lost was restored so significantly that it, it just all made sense. And even in retrospect, like I can look back and on those moments and understand the why, you know, like even, even being strong. And so you also talked about growing growing. Ariel. And that's, that's been the word that I have been seeing. We had um, an Amplify Her event in New York. Shameless plug, if you're not a part of Amplify Her. But at our New York event, I had these bags um, that I gave out that said, you grow girl. And it sounded cute on the surface. (laughs) It was really cute. Like, yes, you grow girl. And I did not know what I was about to face. Um, Less than two months later, my mom passed away. And my mom was like, that my best friend like it wasn't like a you know good riddance which i can't imagine someone saying that about their mom but me and my mom like she was my ride or die and everything um and so even seeing like that growth and sometimes being in those hard situations like i love that you talked about the, um spiritual side because i know beyond a shadow of a doubt if it was not for god and his grace to get through those moments i could have tried to strategize myself for the rest of my life it was not gonna get me out of that bed. It was not gonna get me out of that uh, that place or it wouldn't have given me the resilience. So drum roll, Michelle, what what was it about that moment of losing your job this time? like, Or what was that main action that you took that helped you to keep going in that situation?
0: Um, well, first of all, I reminded myself that I spent five months living in a car so that losing my job wasn't that big of a deal because I've gone through worse. Um, and also because at the time that I had lost my job, I was already looking for my way to get online. So I was already in the process of learning the skill set. And so that made me feel much more um, relieved because of the fact that I was already doing things to work towards something new and better. Um, and something that I would recommend or, you know, give advice to women or anybody who's going through something like that is just, to, you know, take a step back and breathe because when you're in a situation like that, you start to get overwhelmed and you think that the whole world is falling apart, but little do you know that when you calm down and you look at it through new eyes, you'll start to see your answer.
1: Yes. This is that. That's a really good point too. And this is my next question for you both, because sometimes I feel like some of our biggest open doors, biggest breakthroughs, come from the thing that people criticize about you. And I know for me, like I found myself apologizing for talking too much, or I used to get in trouble. I shared this before. I used to get in trouble about every other day in school for talking because I just talk a lot or being too like I, I've always been like an excited person, cheerleader for life, you know, and. It's funny because sometimes the very thing that you're picked on about or that people pick apart is going to be one of your greatest strengths. So have either of you experienced something that maybe you were like hesitant about or um, maybe you felt insecure about and it's actually turned around to be one of your greatest assets for what you do now?
0: Um, Yes, for me, I would say that. Since a young age, I've always been a little bit more on the overly sensitive side. And I was always, you know, like mocked and bullied, not just by friends, but also by family, saying that I was like a drama queen and stuff of that sort. Um, But today I realized that I'm actually an empath and that it's a gift because it's allowed me to connect with so many people on such a deep level that I have a sincere understanding of their emotions and, you know, like their life. What they go through, why they go through it, I have the ability of, um, you know, making deep connections in a way that I feel like have formed long-lasting friendships, and that's something that I wouldn't give up for anything in the world.
1: That's that's so powerful. What about you, Ariel? Um,
0: <laughs>
1: it, I, I would...
0: oh.
1: Oops, sorry. <laughs>
2: okay, no, that's... it's fine. Um. I, I think it is that ability to be tactfully disruptive. I'm, I'm still in the army. I've been in for 12 years. Um, I'm not really bothered by the opinions of others. I know people have them. I just seem to have like an over abundant amount of people's opinions to have to work through in a day. And it's actually given me my foundation. So, so for some people it's like I come across cold and heartless or that like, I don't care what people think, but it's like, no, I've learned to put my energy and attention towards minding the things that matter. Um, I I think that like one of the biggest things I've always done is just make sure that I've always been kind, professional, approachable with others. Um, But but knowing like just because a person said it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a part of like my reality because contrary to popular belief, not all perceptions are reality. And so I've just learned to just stay in that space and place like, it, is it my problem? Is it my burden to bear? Or is it just, it's a perception. And at some point when the person gets healthy enough to want to like hash those feelings out, we can do it.
1: That's so good. I think that's so good. And I think it's also important too, that we know that about ourselves, what our strengths are. And uh, all caps, amen to that. When you get to that place, this is this is what I, when you've experienced enough losses, which I feel like the three of us on this call total, like is enough when you've experienced enough, you really get to a place like, this is what I've learned, and I don't know if you guys can relate, in the toughest of times, and it doesn't always have to be a tough time, even in celebrations, you just take notice of who's there, who can you depend on, who, who can you lean on? And that is a really, really great insight, in my opinion, of what matters. And so a lot of the time that people are spending worried about who's hating or the opinion of this random stranger, in checkout line or the person you bumped into at the movie theater or the friend that's been lurking and stalking your social media from afar with something negative to say like what i learned is half of those people when your throat's dry they're not bringing you a glass of water when your rent is due they're not covering half of it when your lights are getting cut off they are not contributing (laughs) to the pot so a lot of the people who we allow to shape our our actions shape how we show up shape all of these things quite honestly they don't have that power they shouldn't even have that role and so i love what you both said just moving beyond that so my next question for you as we wrap up what's that one thing someone comes into contact with you and they leave as many people as possible what do you want them to leave with what's that legacy piece um for you and how you're showing up right now
2: i would love for individuals to be fully their authentic selves and and that is easier when you know, you're know you about eight years old and under. That becomes harder as you start learning the social rules. But I think they're all arbitrary. I think you can learn the rules and you can break each and every one of them. And as you break them, um, like I said, our tagline is "boldly edit workplace italics. You can do that. Um, because at the end of the day, some of these employers need you more than you need them. Um, some of them are, are going to say things that are going to keep you beneath them. Um, Unfortunately, incivility is very real in the workplace. So you have to know who you are and what you can like. If you are that sauce, you need to be proud of that sauce. You need to market that sauce of yours, all the ingredients. Um, But you also have to recognize when if you're going to boldly edit something, that it means that, you know, you're, you're going to stand firm on that no matter who pushes you or, or pulls you in what direction. You got to stand on what it is you're standing up for. And I think that is true power. I think that is really being in touch with what you were meant to do and, and how you're going to go about doing it. Because the universe will step up and show up on your behalf when you get there.
1: I feel that that rule breaking about you too, Ariel. I love it. <laughs> You're like, uh, you don't have to tell me once at all. In fact, don't tell me once because I'm going to step over it. <laughs> what about Hold you? On, i have a, oh huh? sorry, I, uh, Michelle. I have a healthy disrespect for the status quo. <laughs> That's all. I love it. What about you, Michelle? What's that one thing that everyone that comes in contact with you, what do you hope they leave with?
0: Um, one thing that I always hope that they leave with is that the idea of that we are the creators of our own reality anytime that we're faced with a, cer- a certain situation, we have the complete ability and control to put forth our actions and to, uh, to produce what we desire most. You know what I mean like if I want to go and and you know be a cosmetologist tomorrow, there are certain steps that I know I have to take in order for that to happen. And it's as simple as just doing those habits and tasks that lead to the result that you want to achieve. So when I see people feeling, you know, like down in the rums and stuff about their current situation, um, I try to like let them know that the reason why they're feeling like that is because of the way that they're seeing their current situation. If they just change their perspective, the whole scene will change as well. And that's something that I've been learning too this year
1: yes i think that that's so true when it comes to our perception it's reality so however we're looking at different circumstances and an example of that as we wrap up michelle like i don't know why like i just keep thinking about homelessness but i the similar situation we went through um a storm where i'm at and a lot of people lost their homes but i did too and i remember like it was just the most eye-opening moment for me when my son and my daughter were pulling out all the silver linings. Well, at least we got to hang out with our cousins longer. Well, at least, I mean, everything was like, well, at least, and meanwhile, everything that we owned that wasn't sitting in the car at that time when we evacuated was gone. I'm talking about molded out on the side of the road, whole house flooded out, no longer anywhere to go. And they just kept coming with that. Well, at least, well, at least, you know, and I do think what you just said, that is so powerful. Like, it's really how, how are we perceiving these things happening to us. And if you are listening right now, I would encourage you if you can't find thousands of things to be grateful for and to celebrate, find that one, find that one thing that you can, well, at least because it makes a difference. So as we wrap up, what is the best way from here? I'll start with you, Ariel. How can we get in contact with you, um, get plugged into tactful disruption and all of those good things?
2: Um, So we've got a Facebook. Well, actually, all of our social media is at T A C T F U L. So Tactful, And uh, the website is tactfuldisruption.co, tactfuldisruption.co. And um, everybody who was on this, if you just mentioned the Erica Latrice show, you'll get a three. I mean, not three, but a free 30-minute consult. Um, And if you refer others, you'll get a cumulative
1: 10% off any package you choose. Dun-dun-dun! awesome what about you that's some good stuff freebies i love it what about you uh michelle
0: um so you can find me at facebook i have facebook.com michelle montero that's my personal page and then michelle montero marketing is my business page for those of you that are listening today i do uh free facebook audits so that we can see how well your facebook account is you know, generating leads for you and getting new clients and income.
1: Well, I want to say thank you to you both for taking time out to be on the show today. I feel extra hype. I don't know if I'm like sucking all of y'all's energy or what. I feel extra hype about um, today's show, but thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure and I'm really excited. I'm about to go do a live. This is my first podcast ever. So I'm really starting to get exposure and I'm really
2: happy that you have me here today yes well, I'm Aww. Thank you. i want to check you out michelle thank you so much i i hope that this isn't the only conversation we'll ever have and um that 10 percent accumulative also applies to you and you know share the page share the website and i look forward to continuing a conversation just as two three women-owned businesses
1: sounds absolutely awesome. girl power Yes, Ariel and I almost couldn't start the interview because we were talking so (laughs) much. You all, I want to thank you for listening to today's show. If this inspired you, encourage you, tag a trailblazer, tell a friend and share it. Um, And as I'm always telling you, go out and make today amazing because it is absolutely a choice. If you are a powerhouse woman, if you are an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker or aspiring any of those I would tell you, I'm not quite sure what you're waiting for, but you need to be in the Amplify Her Leaders Lounge. So many goodies right there. It's a free membership to help you specifically go from an idea to actionable steps. And from there, you'll just catapult, hopefully, into greatness on the step on stage opportunity with Amplify Her. So stay connected with me across social media at Erica Empowers. And again, you can go to the ericlatrice.com website so that you can find out exactly how to get your hands on those offers that Ariel and Michelle just shared with you today. I will see you next time. I dare you to soar. If you're ready to step out, I'm telling you you can transform your life in 21 days by taking the 21-day Focus Fast, and you can get that at thefocusfast.com.
2: For more inspiration, visit us online
1: at ericalatrice.com.